0: You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. Hallelujah. And without further delay, I would like to bring your attention in the word of the Lord in the book of Ezekiel. Chapter 46, verse 9. Praise God. The Word of God says, But when the people of the land shall come before the Lord in the solemn feasts, he that entereth in by the way of the north gate to worship shall go out by the way of the south gate. And he that entereth by the way of the south gate shall go forth by the way of the north gate. He shall not return by the way of the gate whereby he came in, but shall go forth over against it. I want to repeat this last phrase here. He shall not return by the way of the gate whereby he came in, but shall go forth over against it tonight i want to preach to you that is entitled not the same way you came not the same way you came hallelujah would you raise your hands and lift up your voice and let's pray unto God hallelujah heavenly father in the name of Jesus we are so grateful God for what we already felt in this house for your presence your goodness and your love I pray oh God that let your word hallelujah liberate in this place hallelujah and let your word be released oh God fulfill oh God your will let it not return to you void hallelujah I pray Lord Jesus that let there be Uh, Hallelujah. An atmosphere of praise and worship, Lord, and faith. Hallelujah. And let your will be done. Let your power, O God, be demonstrated in this place. Hallelujah. And let your name be glorified. And I ask for your anointing, Lord Jesus. We're so grateful and we love you. We exalt you. And I ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We praise you. Hallelujah. Would you give a hallelujah hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. For the King of kings. And the Lord of lords, He is worthy to receive the honor and praise tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The same, not the same way you came. Hallelujah. The book of Ezekiel is full of vivid descriptions of of uh, descriptions and symbols, imageries, visions, and the glory of God. There were prophecies that was uttered towards the nation of Israel against its rebellion that had, has led them into exile. We, they were captivated by the nation of Babylon. But in all heartbreaking stories that you can read in the book of Ezekiel, of all the disappointing aftermath that had happened and after all the painful experiences that was recorded in that book, there was still a message of hope. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 and 27, there was a prophecy that was uttered and it said, A new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will i put within you and i will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and i will give you an heart of flesh verse 27 and i and i will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them this prophecy is also connected with what was declared by the prophet jeremiah in Book of Jeremiah, chapter 31, verse 33. And it says, But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. And this fulfillment of this prophecy was the promise of the Holy Ghost. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 15 and 16, the writer of Hebrews says, Whereof of the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us, for after that he had said before, This is the covenant that I will make them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. He could have left Israel the same. During that siege, uh, God could have left them being devastated or ruined, broken, and struck down. But God's intention, hear me tonight, God's intention was always to make His people be renewed and be restored. That in the midst of their chaos, that no matter what the situation was during that day, no matter how bad it looked like, there was still a message of hope to look forward. Hallelujah. The latter part, or in the chapters of the book of Ezekiel, starting from the chapter 48 up to 40 uh, forty to 48, it talks about the hope for all creation. And it was also recorded in that chapter, uh, there was a vision of a new temple the verse we read was about that new temple and there was a question that was asked why it was commanded that when worshippers enter into that one door they shall exit in the opposite end of the temple because it was a bit strange instructions it was never designed before But there are three possible answers to the question that can be considered. Number one, for the reason of crowd control. It could be the reason of providing order in the flow of coming and going into the temple. As Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14.39, Let all things be done decently and in order. It could be that way. That's the reason why they, the, the writer said that you go into the north and you exit into the south. It's kind of like you're walking into the aisle of Walmart or Dollarama. You'll see arrows there. Okay, I was kind of confused before, but like there was an arrow. If you didn't went to that right arrow, you have to go back and turn around and go to the other side. Because there's like a flow that they have designed so that all people won't just, you know, cr- crossing each other so probably that's the reason why the first reason that's what was, that's why that's the instructions was given the number two it could be the reason of maintaining the sacred decorum it's kind of like a house rules inside the church you know there was like a, there are some house rules like no eating inside the sanctuary or no drinking any, you know, any coffee or something like that while worshiping or turning your phone into silent during preaching. Those kind of house rule. And the perfect word that could describe it could be reverence. They want to keep it, you know, holy and being respectful. And, and they don't want people just cramming around inside the temple. They want that to maintain that sacred decorum. That's the second reason. It could be the second reason. But there's a third reason that I want to preach to you today. And the reason why he was instructed that when you come into that north gate and you will exit into the south gate, it's because they don't want you to leave the house of the Lord the same way you entered. That when you came into the north gate, It is the will of God that when you exit, you'll never be the same, the same way you came in into that church. And this is the message I want to tell you tonight. It is never the will of God for you and I to go to church and worship Him and encounter His presence and hear the word of the Lord just to go out the same way we have came into the church Hallelujah. Amen. If you have come here inside a church. Amen. If you have this kind of burden. If you have fear or anxiety when you came in. I challenge you and I encourage you. Don't leave this place the same way you came in hallelujah don't live the same way that you came in hallelujah jesus if you encounter the presence of god it is god's will for you to experience his greatness his glory his grace his power his healing because he wants to restore you he wants to heal you he wants to deliver you he wants god that is the will of god for you it is not god's will for you to this to remain be the same There are dangers ahead if we keep on coming back on the same road we use. I'm not preaching that when you come here, you're going to exit tonight that, that, in, that, in that door. It's not what I'm trying to. I'm not making a new policy here. I've got to be in trouble here. <laughs> this is still, still going to be the way here. But, but there are dangers, church. That if we, co- if, we co- if we keep on coming back on the same road that we used, the essence and the idea is not about the physical road and gates. It's about leaving things behind and pursuing which is ahead of us. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 and 13, the Apostle said it in this way in New Living Translation. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Verse 13, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on, the face, on this one thing, forgetting the past, And looking forward what lies ahead. Hallelujah, Jesus. Whatever victories we had, we celebrate that. We are so thankful for what we have in the past. Hallelujah. But there are some things that there's greater in our future that we have to look forward. Hallelujah. This is, hallelujah, the next normal. Amen. We're not going to go back to that kind of normal we used to have. Hallelujah. But I believe, amen, that there's greater things that is about to happen for the church of God in these last days that God's going to show us. Up. this is now the moment hallelujah in season for you to expect god hallelujah if you've been expecting something from the lord this is now the moment because god is willing amen to step in into your situation amen this is now the moment hallelujah where you're gonna see great and mighty things which thou knowest not hallelujah amen if you'll just pursue if he'll just pursue what is ahead of you and us. Hallelujah. There was a man of God from Judah. Hallelujah. A man of God from Judah who went to Bethel. And this is the story where he prophesied and went to, it, uh, to, to King Jeroboam. That he mentioned that there's going to be a king coming from the lineage of David. And it's going to be, his name is Josiah. He was prophesying, this man of God was prophesying against the paganism that is happening in Bethel. And in the story in 1 Kings chapter 13, we can read what, what happened. And what happened is that he went in Bethel and began to prophesy against King Jeroboam. And then King Jeroboam was mad. He was pointing to that man of God and all of a sudden his hand was paralyzed. And then he was begging for healing for that man of God. And that man of God prayed and he was healed. And then after that, because of what happened, King Jeroboam offered that man of God for him to come and eat and I will give you gifts. And in 1 Kings chapter 13 verse 8, This is what the man of God said unto the king. If thou wilt give me half of thine house, I will not go in with thee. Neither will I eat bread nor drink water in this place. In verse 9, For so was it charged me by the word of the Lord, saying, Eat no bread nor drink water, nor turn again by the way that thou camest. There was a warning from here from the Lord that you're not supposed to go back to that same road, the same way that you came in. But there was a, there was a, because there was a danger. And if you're going to read the entire chapter, this man of God ended up in a such a tragic, tragic, tragic situation. Because he was deceived by this old prophet and so on and so forth that that he went back. He was deceived because the old prophet lied to him. But the point is, he ended up dying and was attacked by a lion. Because he disobeyed what the Lord had said to him to not go back to that same way he came in. There are some dangers for us. As a believer, that if you will not be careful, amen, because it is God's will for you to be set free and be changed. But there are some things that we are not even aware. You know, it is my heart's desire, hallelujah, that I don't want to be, I don't want to go to church, you know, and just go through the motion. And after that, After hearing the preaching of the word and worshiping songs and feeling the presence of God. Oh, I don't want to leave this place the same way. I want to be set free. I want to encounter God with a genuine experience. Hallelujah. The wise man from the east in Matthew chapter 2. And verse 2, it says, saying, where is he that is born King of the Jews? This was the Magi. They were from the East and they were looking for that Messiah. And it says, for we have been seen his star in the East and are come to worship him. They were looking for that newly born King. And if you just pass forward a bit in verse 12, because of what happened, you know the story that it says in verse 12 and being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod they departed into their own country another way because there was a, there was a danger if they had been went back into that same road they could have ended up killing or they weren't able to fulfill the purpose of God in their lives there was a warning And we don't want to go back to that same way, to that same path that we have came in. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.